six sides of school I fat it no for today I hit the radio dial and turn it up all the way I play Hey everybody, welcome back to the UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Finn. And uh, we're back with another episode. And you know what, Finn? We forget to uh, give out a shout out to the guy who made our theme song. Oh yeah. Like for the first few episodes, we were so chuffed to have our actual own theme song. And it was made for us by a really, really great friend and a really talented musician called uh, Lawrence. Uh, Ebert and he lives in Germany and um, he he made that for us on our for our very first podcast and we've stuck to that theme song now and it's kind of cool isn't it yeah I really like it and I think that the first time people hear it they don't realize that he's actually singing UK yeah UK hockey fam yeah it's, it's really cool it is really cool and you sort of pick it up after you've uh, after you've heard it a few times so massive massive thanks once again to um to our great friend and this talented artist called uh Lawrence Ebert. Check him out on Instagram if you think about it. Um it's the way he spells it is uh he's a German dude so it's L A U R E N Z uh and his surname is Ebert E B E R T. He's Lawrence underscore 182 on uh, Instagram. Great guy, really talented musician. And uh, we're so grateful that he made that tune, um, that theme song for us. He recorded everything that you hear there. So obviously you might recognize the tune in the background, but he is uh, every every instrument and everything to do with that, uh, he recorded. Anyway, moving on from that, um, I want to tell you a little story about uh, my oldest memory from getting brand new hockey kit. Okay. So... When I was a kid, you had sort of two, well, there were two main ways that a family, uh, just a normal family, would get hockey kit for you. The first one was you would go to um, a used hockey kit sale, um, and I remember our local one in Stratford, Ontario, where I grew up, was in the YMCA, and they had like this big, which is like a um, British folks would call that a leisure center, and they had a big room and there'd be all tables on there. And it was like um, a sale where you could bring all your old stuff and put a price on it. And so that all gets put out on a table. And then you yourself go around and shop for like the next size up or whatever. And you could buy everything used. And it was a um, super great idea. And I'm sure it must still go on everywhere in North America. And the other way for a family um, like the one that I grew up in was to go to Canadian Tire. Oh, yeah. And so you've been to Canadian Tire. Yeah. You know what it's like. And uh, Canadian Tire to this day is still a major outlet for hockey kit. And I think that it's... And if you go into a Canadian Tire and uh, they have a huge hockey section and whatnot still, and it's there year-round, usually it'll be like more like road hockey stuff in the in the off-season. But what they, what they do is they don't carry the top-end of uh of lines so they won't have your newest bauer 2x's or whatever skates but they will have sort of you know uh low range like cheap ones and up to sort of the middle range and it's because they're clearly targeting that audience 
those that are stretching to get their kids into into new kit and i don't mean to give canadian tire a bad name there because they do carry some of the stuff will be good but they generally are catering for families that are you know trying to economize on putting kit together and quite often i mean canadian families and american families you have every kid in the family will play and so you've got a big bill every year Anyway, so my memory was that I used to go to Canadian Tire when I was a kid each year to get new kit. And I remember them having a huge table with used skates on it. So you could trade in your, your old skates and uh, you could either find another pair that were the next size up used ones. Or you're trading them in for credit against getting new ones. Yeah. And one year, um, my parents were a bit flush. We were by no means were we uh, wealthy people. And uh, my my parents were a bit flush one year, and they said, "Right, we're gonna get you all, all new kit this year." And I just couldn't believe it. It was like all my Christmases and birthdays come at once. And I'm guessing I was probably about eight years old or something like that, somewhere in that range. And uh, and I remember going, and the guy at Canadian Tire in the hockey section was just the nicest guy in the world, and he spent all the time in the world with us. And uh, and we literally went head to toe. It's the only, in fact, I think it's the only time in my in my playing career <coughs> that I ever bought everything new all at once. Okay. So every year after that, obviously you're just sort of topping up. Maybe you grew out of your shoulder pads and you get new shoulder pads or whatever. Uh, but that's the only time that I remember getting everything brand new from from head to toe. And so a new helmet. I can remember it was like a Cooper X. XK five thousand helmet or something like that with a and it needed a new brand new cage on it yeah and, uh, you know brand new shoulder pads and uh, probably also Cooper and uh, new elbow pads and stuff like that and you know every everything every single bit and he and he and the guy was really good about fitting it on and everything and don't get me wrong there were great hockey shops around but if you're a family that didn't have a ton of money it was generally Canadian Tire was the way to go there was a um, for example, in Stratford, where I grew up, I think there was like Craig Simpson Sports and Hishin Sports and then great great places and, and great uh, family-owned businesses. But we're at Canadian Tire, right? And uh, and I just remember like this pile of new kit piling up, you know, as I'd try something on and it'd go on the pile of stuff that we were going to buy, you know, and, I, and the pile was growing, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and I got to pick out a new stick, even though I really didn't need one. And, and I was going that year from, I think, uh, from like some old Microns into um, a Daoist skate. Daoist, yeah. And uh, and it was the first year that anybody had ever seen the clear tuck blades. So they were oh like yeah. transparent or whatever. You could see through them. And I got a pair of those and all of the stuff in a pile. And uh, and I remember standing at the, t- at the till as they rang this all up. And I was f- like, as a little kid, I'm feeling nervous, right? I'm thinking if the guy's going to say like, a million dollars or something and you know how much that entire suit of uh, full kit head to toe including skates cost no a hundred and ten dollars that's not bad in today's money that was it it was a ton of money then but you think about it now it's like you know uh, last christmas i think i got you a few bits and pieces and uh like the elbow pads that i got you were like 150 pounds jeez just for the elbow pads, you know? Yeah. And that just gives you an idea like, yeah, okay, I'm talking about a long time ago, but uh, $100 head to toe to, to um, outfit a kid in those days. Hockey gear, obviously, is more expensive to produce. There's a ton of money in, in uh, the design and research and development and making sure that it's like super protected and all that sort of blah, blah, blah. 
but it's just become so incredibly expensive. But it was a memory that I had, and I just thought I'd m mention it, that the first time I ever bought brand new kit, a whole set, head to toe, was $110 Canadian. Wow. Anyway, moving on. What do we got tonight? Uh, so, obviously, we got some Leaf stuff, some stuff that's happened uh, since our last, our last uh, podcast, the roundup that we did. Yeah, we did a shorty podcast. If you uh, haven't heard it yet, we did like a little uh, mop-up of all the trade frenzy news that was happening around Leafs. Yes, uh, so we have some of that. Uh, we have some stuff to talk about just Leafs-wise. Yeah, okay. Um, so, obviously, we'll have some debate stuff. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of stuff going around at the moment. Yep. Uh, we'll probably do uh, a roundup of the, some of the notable notable free agent signings around the NHL. Cool. Like uh, one called uh, Artemi Panarin. Oh, yeah. The big right. one. Yep, yep. Uh, there was an offer sheet handed out by okay. Montreal. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, and then... We have some uh, we have some rap Raptors stuff because oh yeah a little bit of Raptors a tidbit of Raptors news yeah it's not not so great <laughs> and then um, we're gonna do our own NHL awards I know it's a it's a bit uh, what do you call it um, late yeah um, but uh, we thought we'd do our own little uh, little NHL awards with uh, some genuine serious topics and a couple of fun ones too uh, but just for the Leafs oh okay cool that's a great I know, idea I that's know a really we know good idea we know that really well yeah. so we'll be able to pick okay uh, stuff. Okay, um, just jumping in, uh, of course, we've got Cliffy's notes on tonight, so it's a, yeah. it's a regular length podcast, and, um, and Scott and Cliff will be on later doing his bit, so we'll probably push those awards till maybe after we've had Scott on. Yep. Um, sounds good. Let's get stuck in. Okay, uh, you want to start off with Leafs as usual? Yeah, yeah. So, Leafs uh, officially signed Cody CC. Yep. So he's officially a Leaf. So uh, when when we talked about it on the on the trade episode, it was just it was you know the offer was out there, but they hadn't actually inked the deal. No, so he was he was in the Zaitsev trade. That's right. But they traded his rights. Ah, okay. So he was an RFA. Right. So they signed him. Yeah. Uh, and they signed him. Uh, Dubas, as we said, he just he's not signing anyone over two years. Yeah. One year deal, four point five mil. You got to be over six feet tall. And willing to take a contract of two years or less. Yeah. Two years or less. And uh, yeah, because... Uh, he Loads knows of one-year deals. He knows he knows we're winning the cup this year. Absolutely. Uh, we also have uh, uh, some news that I found. Okay. This, is, uh, this was kind of like a shock, shock to me kind of thing. Go on. So Lisa Austin Matthews will most likely start the 2019-2020 season on a line with William Nylander and Ilya Mikheyev. What's your source on this? Uh, my source is... Uh, Sportsnet, no, uh, least fan page, uh, sixteen. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, so yeah. they're they're really yeah, good, really good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and uh, if I try, if I go back and try and find it, it was because he he requested not to, not to play on a line with, um, Johnson, uh, Hyman or Kapanen. What? Why? Because uh, why would you no, join it, the it, team it and immediately Jonsen. start saying no, it was lines we wouldn't play it, with? It, no, it was Kapanen and. <coughs> Um, Hyman and it, he, it, and his reasoning behind this, like it was genuinely just as nice as possible. He said that they didn't work as well together, whereas when he Nylander and this Mikheyev guy, um, they think this Mikheyev guy will will be like a really good spot right. filler. Right, right. Um, okay, all right. That's weird though. And I yes, yeah, it sounds really weird, but um, uh, as if a player should be making that call. That would be down to Babs, of course. Oh, obviously, but and obviously they have, they probably have great team team chemistry, but it's because they um, it's because they didn't like click as a line. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, they used them a couple times. If you remember, Captain at the start of the season was great. Yeah. And uh, ended the season on the Matthews line. It was awful. 
Yeah, that's go, true. Go into their playoffs, they move it around a bit. Great again. Yeah. Matthew okay. Stuss, all right. That was a weird, thing, a great that line. I, weird thing that I found. But great yeah. line. Oh, uh, wait, was it here? Oh, yeah, I found uh, Never mind, I found it. So he said he wouldn't. He doesn't want to play with Kaepernick or Hyman. Not for personal reasons. Um, but Matthews and Kaepernick and Matthews and Hyman didn't work well last season. Hmm. The duo of Matthews and Nylander are most likely to be back. And um, uh, that most likely will be a line of Willie, Matthews, and Mikheyev. Wow, okay. That was my, my report there. What do you think about... Um, actually, I'll leave that one. I'll, I'll leave th- th- this one, okay? Okay. I'll leave that one until later. All right. Okay. Leafs officially sign Alexander Cuffett. Right. Um, if I find it here, uh, they signed him. So he, he was lucky. He got four years. Yeah. For 3.5 mil. He's a third line center. Hmm. So that's pretty great, that. Yeah. Um, I have already said that one. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Masai uh, Ujiri, the Raptors president, yeah, says that he believes that the t- and I qu- I'm quoting the Toronto hockey team. He doesn't he doesn't call them the least. He calls them the Toronto hockey team. Uh, will win a championship soon. And he said the same thing just before the Raptors won. Okay, we'll take that. So I believe it's sort of similar to how they have like a uh, a seal in a tank who uh, predicts the World Cup winner by touching a volleyball or something i have about as much faith in it as that but hey yes we will win it's something or was it no it was an octopus octopus yeah so this was world cup a couple of years ago um so i've seen it so soccer where the octopus would like swim into one tank or the other something like that but anyway whatever so some some dude sure says we'll win some dude masai ujiri dude okay whoever that is Um, and then, then I'm going to get to my Mano and Matthews discussion. First off, Mano discussion. You ready? Yep. Mano offer sheet. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? So, we talked about this a couple times now. Um, so, the first thing to say about offer sheets is it's just a myth. It happened. It's like a total con, though. I mean, the fact that people talk about it as if it's even a remote possibility of happening is uh, the, the team will most likely like um equal it or whatever well i mean so uh, the whole notion of offer and being offer sheeted and then somehow ending up accepting that offer and going to that team it's so incredibly remote it's almost not worth talking about yeah so when was the last time that someone was offer sheeted and ended up the offer, accepting the offer sheet, making that deal work, and moving to that team. I was listening to TSN 1050 the other day. Yeah, go on. And their sh- on their sh- hockey show, they said that it, I, th- I think it was about 10 years ago. I think I think it was probably... If that. I thought it was in the 90s, but I could 10 years ago, if that. I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard them say. But, so. but I mean, so the last person... Let's see if I say it is 10 years. I don't know. Somebody out there might know. Um, even if it was 10 years ago... And uh, I mean, every year they go on about offer sheeting and people get offer sheeted and all that sort of stuff. If you're talking one player every 10 years, like it's a farce, right? It's a fantasy. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking up now. So I don't even know why they do it. You know, uh, like why do they bother? Yeah. I, I guess it, I guess it costs a team nothing to offer sheet someone, right? And it is li- a bit like rolling the dice, like, hey, who knows? We could be the team that he, that miraculously accepts an offer sheet or whatever. Uh, but it is a bit of a fantasy. Okay. So I'm looking at here. Yeah. 
Um, and I, uh, it's I, it's showing the ones that um okay that I've been offshooted but like haven't accepted like haven't gone to the team. Yeah, I don't even care about that. So who's the who's the last person who was offshooted that actually went to that team? Oh, it doesn't filter. Oh, that's annoying. Uh, okay. I, so I found the list and the last offshoot. Uh, I mean, the point is, is it's it's rare, it's uber rare. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's draw it back to Mitch. Okay. So. so. Uh, there was a rumor that um, a team was uh, with good cap space yeah. was looking at offshooting. Okay. And they obviously uh, have four draft picks as well. Four first round draft picks. Who? What team? Uh, it, it it was going around that it was the Islanders and uh, then people realized they didn't have cap space. Right. Okay. But uh, no one knows, but there was a rumored team that had cap space that they wanted to offshoot Mitch. <laughs> right. Okay. He would go and join Phil the Thrill Castle in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it. No. You don't think Arizona would offer him? Uh, I just can't imagine that they would. I'm not sure he'd accept it, though. But there's no way he would. No way. Okay. Why would he go there? I mean, yeah, yeah okay, so I understand. You know, it's obviously it's money. Well, that's why he isn't signed at the moment, but come on. You're not going to go. You're not going to be a promising player like that. Instead of signing contracts, he's out on a boat doing 360s on a surfboard. Is that what he's doing? Have you not seen it? No. I'll try and find it quick. Oh, man. I've been so this busy. It's actually so funny. So busy. Uh, let me find it here. Uh, here you go. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that's wakeboarding. Is that what yeah. he's doing? Yeah. All right. And, uh, so he posted that on his Instagram and disabled the comments so no people can go, stop, stop spinning around and start the flipping contract. Yeah. Which Madness. Which a good move on his part. Okay, so any update there other than rumor of an offer sheet? No, no other updates. Okay. Unfortunately. It's boring. I it's know. It's just it a Nylander all over again. I just hate it, man. I just... Just sign. It it just is really sad to be a fan of a team and have, like, one of your heroes on the team pulling that stunt, you know. And we started out with the Nylander thing last year. I think if you listen back to the shows in, in uh, the podcast in our journey towards him signing, we started out as fans and defenders of Nylander. But they dragged it out so long. I think we both got to the point where it's just like, I don't even care anymore. You know, I literally don't care. Play for the team. Don't play for the team. Just, yeah. you know, do it or leave. Which yeah. is a shame, right? Because Marner is loved. He is the golden boy in Toronto. He's loved, right? Why didn't he just sign? Anyway, who knows? It's, uh, well, so it's money, right? It's money. Comparison to that, if you if you remember, we uh, we found out about Matthew signing a new contract. Yeah. Before there was a rumor of it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, having said that, you know, uh, I think ma- basically Matthew's uh, Matthew's name, was named his prize. Yeah, and just got it. Yeah, so it's a different thing. But uh, you know, these these young guys who get tied up in a f- in either a, you know a family situation or their agent or whatever, and are asking for crazy money, and they're in a t- on a team that loves them in a town that loves them, and they hem and haw about it and drag it out. It's just, it's just I think it's just sad. Yeah. So yesterday, yeah, it came out that um, there were a possible, uh, there were reported uh, contract discussions between Tyson Barry and the Maple Leafs. Okay, for an extension after the season. Oh right. And then uh, today, it was confirmed that they are reportedly talking on working uh, on a eight on an eight-year uh, deal around the eight million dollar range. Right. Which is actually pretty good because he's he's a good player. Yeah, that's a ton of money. That's a ton of money playing on a good team. Okay. Cool. So, you might might stay for a bit longer if if, if we want to go for the like 
ten, ten, ten year in a row streak. You if know? he wants to beat not only on a Stanley Cup winning team, but a defending champion team. Yeah. For example. We're going to have the least dynasty stuff the Habs one. The yeah, least yeah. one. Okay. Welcome. What else you got? Um, I have one last discussion. Okay. This was brought up the other day. On social media, but it was on Twitter. So I've been using Twitter a lot more yeah. recently. You know, I was looking, looking up hashtag minor and stuff and seeing what's happening with that. Yep. See if there's anything coming through that I haven't seen on Instagram. Cool. So I've been using that recently, and I saw that a thing that came up and said, who is going to be the next captain? I know uh, we, we talked about this last year, and I know you'll probably be like, oh, this sucks or whatever. No, 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 I wasn't going to say but, that. Um, it's a while since we talked about that issue there. But it's going to be a big factor. If Mitch signs, this team is going to be mad, right? It is going to be, yeah, stacked. Like, our defense is like actually good at the moment. Right. Like it's actually getting good. So are we about to discuss who might be the captain next year? Yeah. People are saying Matthews are, it will be Matthews and this is what we've been saying. Mm. But now, you, now you've now you got the emergence of Morgan Riley, right? Yeah. So he was a, a, the alternate captain. Oh, yeah. is it alternate assistant? I don't What do they call it? I don't, even, I don't know. It used to Can be it used to be assistant but I think it's alternate now. Just and a. That's why they have as many. Um, so they, they have like 20 of them or whatever. Yeah. So we lost Patrick Marlowe being one. Yeah, so I he's know. gone. Okay, yeah. So Number there's an A up for grabs. Yeah, so I was going to say, so are we going to get a captain and two, two uh, alternate assistant, whatever you want to call it? Yeah. Um. If so, who's the captain going to be? Or who's yeah. the who's the A going to go to, right? So Is it isn't it Morgan Riley and um, John Tavares that have the A's? Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. So Tavares is going to have an A for no matter what happens. He's the one for sure we know. Um, who's who's going to get the C or who's going to get the When we talked about the C the last time and I was in the camp of Matthews because I thought that uh, they were going to use the C as leverage to get him to sign a contract. But he signed anyway. He signed anyway, right? So that's sort of a non-issue now, which is great, right? Because you don't want to have to give someone the C as Mitch is gonna uh, get for the money C. or whatever, you know? Mitch won't get the C. No, I know. Could you imagine if it came out that that's why he won't sign at the moment? Because he won't it's get the C. It's all about the C? No, I don't. I don't see him nah. as a captain though. No chance. I see him as a, as a guy in the in the locker room because he's liked by everyone in there as For well. Sure. He's a funny guy. For sure. But I don't see him as a leader. I see Matthews as a leader, right? Because, I mean, he seems like a leader on the ice. Yeah. I see Tavares as a leader, but he was already a captain, right? He already yeah. has the qualities. Yeah. If he was going to be made the captain, he would have been already. <laughs> would have been straight in, you'd reckon. So, yeah, I imagine that it'll be uh, Matthews for sure with the C. I think he, well, I mean, for starters. If there's going to be a C. Is there going to be a C? And I think that there, oh, my, I, you know, I'm hoping there will be. I just think it's weird that, to carry on with that one. So like f- uh, I think the team could get behind Matthews as, as captain. And that's maybe one of the like little missing. So, you know, we got to the playoffs quite handily last year. And then we played our nemesis the Bruins and and did all right in that series and got knocked out so at that stage as a, as a coach like Babcock or whatever you're looking for marginal gains and, and what I mean by that is it's like okay what so we've got the basics right we did all the big moves we pulled all the main levers to make it a team that can make it to the playoffs and we did that right check now, what's left? What are the t- all the little tweaks that we can do around the edges to yeah. build up that bit more that'll push us further through the playoffs? Yeah. And the C has got to be one of those tweaks, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like having a captain will boost the morale yeah. and boost the performance of some players, especially yeah. if he's on the your line. Yeah. So you got you got a guy like Matthews playing with Nylander and you got a um, Mikheyev, new yeah. guy from yeah. the KHL. Yeah. New guy from the KHL doesn't have any any NHL experience. Mhm. 
he's gonna want someone that's good or has a big impact him on a, him yeah, as a player, a, vet, a veteran of that league or what? Mitch, Mitchy, uh, he was like a seventy-point player for a couple seasons, um, but then he got put on a line with Marlowe, right? La, uh, season, not not the season we just had, the one before. He was on a line with Marlowe. Marlowe must have had some kind of impact on him, obviously, right? For they, sure. Great friends, yeah. And as a veteran guy, he's probably had an impact on, on him on the ice, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, definitely. He's had certain experiences. He's been to the finals with the Sharks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. he's gonna have an impact on Mitch and so tell him what to do, and that's why he's so good right now, right? So who wore the A last year? Matthews. Ma- no, Ma- Matthews. Matthews didn't have the A. Um, Marlow. Marlow. Tavares and Riley. Tavares and Riley. Marlow, Tavares and Riley. So Marlowe's gone. Leo leaves an Mitchie, A. Um, Matthews won't get it because he's going to have the C on. Yeah. So you only get you only get three like max. Yeah. yeah. That's why they got three A's in the moment. So we've we got captain. Riley, Tavares, Tavares, and who? So who are you saying is going to get that A? Because I think we both think that Ma- Matthews will get the C. So that leaves you with an A floating about. No, because the C takes over from the A. We we're you can only have you oh, can so only have like three leadership team. Or three whatever. leadership. Oh, okay. So All that's right. why we have three A's and everyone else only has two and one captain. Uh, okay. Otherwise, the A would probably get some like jackass Muzzin because he's an older guy. Oh, I didn't. Mean, I don't think jack. For clarity, I don't think Muzzin's a jackass. No, no. relax, Muzzin. Yeah, Muzzin's guy. Okay. Yeah. We okay. Will cool. Well, yeah. So here's hoping that Matthews gets the C finally. Okay. That would be great. Yeah, especially at the beginning, that'd be great. Before yeah. preseason or something like that, that he could you imagine Matthew steps out on the ice? Do you know what would be the coolest is to just play it totally cool, right? Say nothing at all, no preamble or anything else. First game of the season, pregame or whatever, and Matthew steps out on the ice and he's got the C in his chest. Wouldn't that just oh, be amazing? Just to the home crowd, wouldn't home that just be incredible? Yeah, nobody expects it, and he just skates out with it. Yeah, there's, there's like there's like no thing. They're like, oh, it's gonna be like game time. Not even game time, but they say they only announced the two A's or whatever. That would be badass. So I know for a fact that um, at Leafs PR on Twitter, uh, follow us, and they, uh, I'm pretty sure, have checked out the podcast. So if you're listening, Leafs PR, that's the way to play it. Say nothing at all and have Matthews just skate out with a C on. That would be amazing. That's what Leafs Nation Please wants. do. Right? Cool. Okay. okay. All right. So you want to go for... W- I, I, we probably mentioned a couple of these guys in our roundup. But I thought we might as well do a whole roundup after the big free agent frenzy of th- that we had last week. Yeah. Okay. So we might as well uh, go through some notable guys, right? Yeah. Whiz through the stuff that we talked about before, though. Let's not dwell on that. Is that yeah. what you mean? You're just going to re- do a bit of a recap? I'm just going to go like okay, recap go, through. Go, go, go. So yeah. we said Wayne Simmons went to the Devils. Yep. Ennis went to the Sens. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Yerko of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, no, sorry. Of the Chicago Blackhawks went to the Oilers. Yep. Uh, Nathan Walker of the Washington Capitals went to the Blues. Yeah. Brandon Perry uh, re-signed with the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, right. Okay. So there have been some big re-signings. Yeah, nice. Tomasz Nosek, uh, also re-signed with the Golden Knights. Okay. The guy that apparently they're going through cap issues, though, I think. Yeah. We got our guy, Kevin Gravel. Uh, he signed from uh, the Oilers, sorry, to uh, the Leafs. Yep. Uh, the Oilers re-signed U- Ujar Karia. Karia. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, just... Yeah. R- he re-signed. Yep. Uh, and then we go to some more notable guys. Okay. Joe Pavelski. Yep. So I think I think we already said this in yeah. the last one, but yeah, he's did. re-signed with Dallas Stars. Yeah. Oh, sorry, he signed with Dallas Stars. Yeah. 
Uh, Haynes, you went to the Sens. Yeah. Uh, Jonas Donskoy uh, from the uh, Sharks uh, signed with Colorado Avalanche. Right. Uh, Cam Talbot. From, uh, so he got traded to the Flyers. Yeah. But he was the Edmonton goalie. Okay. At the start of the season. Uh, he has gone to the Calgary Flames. Richard Parnock. I believe he was former Leaf. Yep. He has gone from the Coyotes to the Caps. So he's had an, he's he's good now. Well, that's a lift, yeah. He, he's, he's good. Uh, Edmonton Oilers also re-signed Alex Chisson. Okay. Um, Andre Sequeira uh, signed with the Dallas Stars from the Oilers. Okay. Nathan Beaulieu re-signed with the Winnipeg Jets. Pierre-Edouard Bellemare uh, signed uh, with Colorado Avalanche from the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh. He went from the... Knights, he, he Knights, went from Knights Vegas. To the Avalanche. Yeah. Why? Well, bummer. For who? Uh, well, for him. Why? <laughs> well, I'd rather be on the Golden Knights than no. Avalanche. No? No? You'd, love, you'd rather be... A, so you don't think that uh, after... So this is something we'll talk about in a, on another episode. Nathan I'd, McKinnon. I'd like to pick up on the Golden Knights and, and their rise and f- and fall, fall <laughs> and rise again because I think that they'll actually um, show up again this year. But anyway, that's for another time. No, I'd rather be on the Avs. you got Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog. Yeah. Nazem Kadri. Nazim the Dream. Oh, that's true. I want him. Yeah. Uh, Colin Wilson uh, re-signed with the Colorado Avalanche. Okay. Uh, going on, we have big man Artemi Panarin signs with New York Rangers. Matt Duchesne goes to Nashville. Matt Zuccarello goes to the Minnesota Wild. Spezza comes to the Leafs, comes home. Uh, Brandon Tanev goes from the Jets uh, to the Penguins. Okay. Keith Kincaid, goalie, uh, goes to the Montreal Canadiens. Keith Kincaid? Yeah. He used to be like the manager of the Partridge family. I don't know what that is. Uh, no, wait, that's Reuben Kincaid. I still don't know what that is. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't mean Carry anything on. to me. Uh, Mike Smith goes to the Oilers. Yep. He was the guy that scored five hole in the All-Star game a couple years ago. Did he? The goalie, yeah. Oh, nice. The, the one that got like 100 points for like scoring five hole from the other end of the ice. Mike Smith? Yeah. And he's a goalie? Goalie. He was, they subbed him in for the All-Star game. And so the goalie's do you got know like who, the, who the most famous... So you know that I I'm, grew up in Stratford, but I was born in... Perth, and uh, Perth, uh, Ontario, also a big hockey town, uh, big up the Blue Wings, and uh, the Perth's most famous hockey player ever was a goalie for the New York Islanders, Stanley Cup winning goalie, by the name of Billy Smith. Oh. Huh. There's a little tidbit for you. Thank you. All right. Carry <laughs> on. Uh, we have uh, a Washington Capitals sign from the Flames, uh, Garnet Hathaway. Ooh, he sounds posh. Yes. Garnet. <laughs> what a guy. Garnet Hathaway. He's, yeah, probably. Probably pretty posh. Um, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. Right. Big, big goalie. Yeah. 70 mil contract. 10 mil per year. That's a big goalie contract. That is a big... Because price is on like... Oh, he's on 100 mil. He earns 100 mil every eight years or something. No, but I was thinking of... Oh, so what are you saying? That's his... He's seven by... He's by he's seven uh, by ten. Okay. So he's 70 mil for right. seven years. Yeah, 10 yeah. mil. That's still big seven for Seven mil is big for... Yeah, because I'm pretty sure price is on... 10 that. mil. No, he's 10 nine, mil a year. Nine, nine, two, something like that. Probably, because his adds up to 100 mil over yeah. eight years. Uh, Tyler Myers goes to, goes to the Vancouver Canucks from the Jets. Right. Gustav Nyquist um, of the Sharks goes to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. 
Jordy Ben goes from the Habs uh, to the Canucks. Uh, Dallas Stars signed Corey Perry from the Ducks. Yep. So he was a player that's played for them for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Curtis Lazar, what a name. Uh, goes from the Flames to the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Minnesota Wild sign Ryan Hartman from the Philadelphia Flyers. Curtis McElhinney. Oh, yeah. We're, oh. And remind us where he ended up. The Tampa Bay Lightning, as if they needed any more goaltending. Wow. That's the story of that guy's career. He just keeps getting thrown into a, a big old strong roster. I'm playing sick still. Yeah. Huh. Dude, he's, he's, he's backing up Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. Also with um, Louis Domingue. Like, their goaltending couldn't be better. Like, physically, they couldn't be better. Yeah, it's weird because, uh, I don't know, so we've talked at, at length about um, Babcock's approach to backup goalies. Why where, we him? where you're not really the backup, you're the alternate goalie. Yeah. In the sense that um, Freddie Pitt plays a big match and he rests the next match and, and you come out as the backup, so you're not really a traditional backup in that sense. So McElhaney... Um, is probably gone to a system where they have proper b- backup. You sit on the bench, so he. Uh, so it was he third goalie now or what? I don't know. I don't know where he places. I just know he's yeah. signed with Louis Deming and Andre Vasilevsky. I'm like, hmm. where's he fit? Well, I hope he gets some ice time because we rate Mac. I like he's great. Big Mac. Yeah, Remember his safe on Crosby. Yeah, the big one. He's oh. badass. He's badass. Uh, yeah. You don't know how many times I've watched that for the last five minutes of that game. Clutchinson's got a lot to live up to. I like his name, Clutch. Me too. I like it. Uh, okay. Ryan Murray goes from the Columbus Blue Jackets and resigns with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So he resigns with Columbus. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, the the the, the the Detroit Red Wings sign Valtteri Filppula from the New York Islanders. Detroit. Detroit is how we call it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay, that's all the free agent signings I have, other than. Bruins lose Marcus Johansson. Oh, sad. Who goes to the Sabres? The Disableds. <laughs> Did you say Disables? <laughs> I said Sabres. <laughs> what did you just say? <coughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I've had too many, possibly had too many beer. <laughs> uh, beer? Only one. <laughs> Not even well, plural. <laughs> only one in the last 20 minutes. No, <laughs> you said you've had too many beer. Just one. Oh, yeah. Too many beer. <laughs> uh, Singular. Cool. Um, Okay, right. We're gonna go into our raps thing, and that's, th- and then we'll get on, uh, Cliffy on the line. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Kawhi leaves. Well, let's uh, again for because we know we have a lot of people that just dip in and oh, out wait. of our podcast. Oh, I missed something, but yeah, go. A lot of people that just dip in and out of the podcast. So this for people that didn't listen to the last episode where we did a big, um, where where we did mention the Raptors uh, had won the championship, and we had a little bit of a chat about that and Plant Guy and everything else. Yeah. Uh. So, just backing up, that's mainly the reason we're talking about ba- basketball at the moment is just because they, it's not a normal feature of the podcast, but hey, it's a Toronto team and they won the championship. Yeah, so, carry on, with it, carry on with this bit. Okay, so we'll do Kawhi, and then I missed something from the NHL, so we'll go back. Yeah, tell us who Kawhi is. So, Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard, he was, uh, he's an all-star, basically. Yeah. He signed with the Raps from a team who didn't really play much. I can't remember which team it was. No idea. But he's gone to the Clippers, who's his hometown team. So, just to, just to get this straight, did he come for one season? Yeah. So, he came onto on to Toronto. They won, the f- and again, it's the they only NBA team in Canada, uh, the only yeah. Canadian NBA team, NBA team ever. 
Um, no, one in Vancouver, I think, at one point. I, I, I remember listening somewhere as one in Vancouver at some point. Okay, all right. Okay. I could have that wrong. I think. Definitely <laughs> the only NBA, Canadian NBA team yeah. to win the championship. Yep. And he was there for one year. They won it a matter of weeks ago. Three weeks ago, something like that? Yeah. And he's buggered off already. He went to his hometown team. Right. To the Clippers or LA Clippers. Right. It's his home, like he supports He's them from LA. There. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Okay, good. Uh, so basically, he was the one that ba- I feel like he, like, did carry the team, kinda. But obviously, we got like other so he guys. must have signed some sick contract. Hundred forty-six mil. Gee, that's a lot of money. That's um, a chunk, good, good, good that's chunk. That's huge that. money. Yep. That's like four Dubas b- bags of money. <laughs> <laughs> four. Is is that how we measure cap now? That's how we measure price. So Dubas walks wanders around as we know <laughs> with his bags of money, <laughs> is and it? and a measuring tape. Oh yes, yeah. Is he over six foot? Yes, he is. Oh, we'll have him. Here's one bag of money. <laughs> it's one bag. Or of money. if you're good, got two bags of money, but one bags, year. <laughs> t- yeah, two bags of money, one year contract. <laughs> but Kawhi sounds like a four bags of money guy. Oh. <laughs> splashing out there yeah for sure <laughs> just thinking of like you know like this bags of money like robbers carry around but With you know the big like, dollar sign on it yeah but you know like cartoons you know the little ones yeah, they yeah. have <laughs> just yeah. thinking him like having those in his belt yeah just handing, his, here's one for you his blazer here's one for you <laughs> yeah one bag for you right listen <laughs> let's get scotty on the phone shall we i go had one last thing okay. for the nhl All sorry right. i messed this up it's okay and then i had one last thing for the raptors but yeah, that's yeah. it and then we'll get him on so sebastian Aho. He is offer sheeted by Montreal. So there was an offer sheet this year. It was put out there yep. by Montreal. Uh, so they offered him, I think, 8.5 uh, right. for five years. Ooh, that's all right. Which is good, good contract. That's good dollar. People say he's he's uh, just less, slightly less good than Mitch. So S- Could you imagine that that was your reputation? That guy... <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's slightly less good than Mitch. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying that in a bad way. No, but people are saying that Mitch is very slightly better than him. Two bags of money. <laughs> yeah, this guy earns one and a half, so you only get two. <laughs> two bags. Slightly less good than Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just drop. Drop phone. Look at you. Let's get Scott on. Guys, <laughs> told you I'm still going. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, um, Andrea offered this, but it's matched by Carolina, his team right now. Yeah. So that's why you said that he got si- he got offered, but he obviously didn't go yeah, to the team. No, no. Last thing for the raps. This is a debate going around social media again on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, by TSN, I think, with the original people to say yeah. it. Is the debate? Does anyone give a shit about basketball? <laughs> the answer would be no. Mainly no. <laughs> All right. No, um, it was uh, what should Tur- Toronto do to commemorate Kawhi and his success in Toronto? And the options are: build a statue, yeah, retire his number, yeah, or just do nothing and just give him do a st- nothing. Giving a standing he was motivation. there for one season and buggered off for money. Do nothing. You literally nothing. build a gold statue of him with the shot. You know nah. the pose at the end. No, nah. no. Nah? Kawhi, Kawhi who? Kawhi, the guy that took us to our first nah, championship. Kawhi who? You're that kind of guy. Nope. Okay, fair enough. Right. You want to get Scott now? Yeah, let's get Scott. I'll get him on the phone. Okay. Cliffy's Notes. Hey, it's time for Cliffy's Notes, and I think we've got Scott and Cliff on the phone. Scott, are you there? 
I am indeed. Good evening, boys. Hey, great to have you back on. Um, we did a, a quick little pod um, earlier or a few days ago just to do a quick wrap up of um, of some of the news around the Leafs tra- uh, trades and that sort of stuff. And we didn't have Cliffy's notes on because it just we just didn't have a lot to say. But we're um, we're glad to have you back tonight. And uh, Scott, um, regular listeners will remember. Uh, joins us from towards the north of the country um, around the Sheffield area. Scott's a player himself, and uh, he is our um, UK hockey expert, I would I would say. And um, Scott, um, you normally have some news for us around what's happening around the various leagues, and I know that we are in the off-season really with hockey everywhere, but what's news around the EIHL and, and UK leagues um, this week? Yeah, so this week in the Elite League, there's been plenty of sign-ins and there's recently been a change to the Challenge Cup format. So the Challenge Cup okay. is one of uh, four the main trophies what are on uh, offer at, uh, in the Elite League during the um, Elite League campaign. And the Challenge Cup has changed. So now there's uh, three groups out of the 10 teams and a group of four uh, where the top three will qualify for the quarterfinals, will play each other once at home and once a week. So there's um, one group of four. And then there's going to be two uh, groups of three where they'll play each other two home, two away. So out yeah. of uh, the six there, five will qualify with one team getting knocked out. Um, both the bottom teams in the groups of, of the three will play off uh, for the final quarterfinal plays. So it's a strange one. It's a very convoluted and complicated sort of system. So essentially, they're playing 25 games to eliminate one team, uh, which for me doesn't really make sense. And there's been quite a lot of talk on Twitter and uh, the fans' forums and the Facebook groups. And um, all all the fans seem to be scratching their heads over it, really. And for me, I I don't know if it's a money-orientated thing to do with league because... um, now, not all teams in the league make the same money, so obviously yeah. your big four teams like your Cardiff, your Belfast, your Nottingham and Sheffield, because of the size of the arenas and things like that, they have quite high gate numbers because yep. of the capacity, whereas your smaller teams like your um, like your Dundees, um, your Fives, um, teams Manchester who have got smaller rinks, they obviously don't have... Um, yeah, the big, the big um, stadiums where they can fill. So, essentially, the Steelers have got closer rivals with uh, Nottingham and Manchester. So, certain games what are always going to be bigger pulls in the crowd. So, for me, I, I don't know if it's an incentive to, to um, like the Scottish teams to get extra games against each other um, due to a change in the conference system. So they'll be playing less games against each other domestically. Yeah. Um, but to only lose one team from six in the two groups of three, you know, it's, it's going to be a bit of a strange format because some of them will be dead rubber games because yeah. there's, you know, a five out of six chance, essentially, of qualifying. Yeah. So even if you finish bottom, there's also a chance of qualifying because you've got the um, playoff against each other. So for me, it's like, where's the incentive in qualifying when you can coast and put all the, you know, put it all online in a one-off game, essentially? So, um, so yeah, so it's a bit of a strange one. That is really a strange one. And so, I mean, other than just trying to guesstimate why they're doing that, has has a a, pr- a predominant theory, um, you know, c- come out as to why on earth they would do that? It, it doesn't really make sense from any angle. Is it just ticket sales? 
I, I think so. I think it's down to revenue and maybe trying to make the other, like, say, the smaller Scottish teams more sustainable. Right. And obviously, recently, we've seen with the likes of, um, you know, Edinburgh um, folding a few years ago and then more yeah. recently, the Milton Keynes franchise. And, it, I mean, if that is the case, then, you know, fair enough. I think that's, you know, there's a lot of good um, sort of things to come out of that, obviously. If that um, adds to the sustainability of UK hockey into the league, yeah. then I'm all for it's it. But for it's just, yeah, you think the elite league could have a a bit of a a, um, a better plan? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, maybe just a bit of dialogue to let the fans know why they've made the changes ex- exactly. And if it is a financial sort of thing, then really say it because I think you know we just need that clear um, dialogue and. Um, and I'm trying to think of that word, that transparency as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because um, to to my mind, and I'm sure you're probably thinking about this too, it's sort of like they're trying to, in a way, um, create a tournament like the FA Cup, for example, you know, mm. in, in the sense that everybody has a chance and, um, and you know, uh, a smaller team having a chance to play against a really popular team is like a lottery win to some of those clubs, right? Uh, and um, those people that follow football in the UK will know what, exactly what I'm talking about in the sense that, you know, if you have a little town team that ends up playing against a premier club or something like that, it, it pumps a million pounds into a tiny little club. So mm-hmm. obviously that we're not talking millions of pounds here, but certainly, um, you know, ramming your um, arena full of people when you normally are struggling to get anybody out because you're playing a, against a big team like Sheffield or someone is probably good for good for those small clubs. And, and maybe it makes sense, especially a home and away series, all those uh, home and away series that you talked about, because uh, fans do travel, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that would... I, I think uh, the idea to you know have an FA Cup style thing in the UK for the elite league and, and for the lower leagues would be good. However, I think the financial feasibility of it some clubs may struggle yeah. um, because of there's there's not really the sponsorship and funding. So I mean, if say a Steelers did go to um, an NIHL um, South Two team, for example, yeah. playing for example Haringey Racers or, or somebody like that, yeah. and if you know, if it was like football where the Steelers would go and then it'd generate, you know, so many hundred thousands of pounds revenue, then that'd be brilliant. However, there's just not that sort of um, financial backing and sponsorship in the UK at, at present. Hopefully in the future, though, we keep uh, keep on holding hope that, yep. um, you know, some of the big media outlets would uh, latch on to this amazing sport we love and... Um, but yeah, we can we can uh, we can pray and uh, we can yeah. hope that it'll happen. And uh, but unfortunately, I want to hold my breath um, yeah. for the next few years at least. Yeah. Um, well, but, it's well, interesting. Sorry, so I'm just going to jump into set to remind people because, um, as you know, we hit the, that amazing milestone. The three of us on our podcast, and that we're now um, we have listeners in over fifty countries, and loads of those countries. Um, you know, people there won't realize how territorially small the UK actually is. And so I love the notion of a home and away series here because it's literally the furthest you've got to go. Even if you've got to kill yourself to drive a long distance in a car, it's like, what, four hours might be the longest you'd drive anywhere almost, you know? Mm, yeah. So well, ra- I think the longest, longest trip um, in the Elite League would be something like Cardiff to probably Dundee I think that's probably about a 10 11 hour coach journey yeah so, uh, so that is a bit longer but at least it's not a 10 hour flight no 
which uh which you would which you would uh be doing if you were um doing home and away series as a fan in the likes of the nhl you know where you imagine a uh habs fan going to watch an la game or something like that Oh, yeah, it'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Well, it's just, you know, the the distances are just nothing like that here. So uh, it's easy to get around. But uh, but anyway, that's so really interesting news from that sort of uh, reset of uh, of that series. It's uh, it's an odd one for sure. Mm, yeah, definitely. I guess it's more uh, watch this space and uh, see how it develops and see how it all pans out. So it'll be interesting to uh, to see and obviously future episodes if anything more comes of it we'll uh we'll keep the listeners updated awesome so that uh w- anything else happening around uh the uk yeah there's been plenty of signings in the elite league so um i'll go through some of the teams so guildford has added 28 year old forward cam braze who split last season in denmark and the czech republic so he's a fast and skilled forward and they've also re-signed um defenseman jordan Apt, so he brings some Size to the blue line at six foot three, nice. and he's got a stay at home sort of defensive style. So, Guildford have really re signed a lot of their core and added some really new, um, some new key pieces. So, they're looking pretty strong. Um, then going to Dundee, they've added 25 year old defenseman Riley O'Connor. So, he's Canadian but holds a British passport as he was born in Epsom. Oh. Um, but he'll count as an import because he was trained in Canada as a junior, so he'll be one of their 14 imports. Um, he's a solid defenseman and he skates well, can join the rush, and he's come out of the University of Guelph. Wow, can, um, I, just, can I just stop you there? Let's go over that, yeah, sure. that detail again. So, you're saying that even though he's British born with a British passport, he's considered an import because he trained. In Canada? Yeah, so you've got to have um, several years eligibility, junior eligibility um, in the UK to be classed as a British trained player. Right. Um, so, for example, Colin Shields, who we know, um, he was born in Glasgow, mm-hmm. but then he played several, um, he had several years in the Scottish junior system before then moving to North America at the age of, I think, 15. And then he played a few years in the juniors there before um, getting drafted and going to the Coast League um, and whatnot. So you have to have several years junior experience, um, several years junior eligibility to be um, counted in as, the a, domestic as a British system. player. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Sorry that I, I, I probably uh, cut, <laughs> cut, you off, cut off your flow. Uh, oh, no, no, it's cool. And then um, jumping to Cardiff, they've had quite a few um, announcements and re-signings. So they've added uh, 26-year-old forward Mike McNamee. Uh, he put up a point a game in Aalborg in Denmark last season, so he had some good speed, skill and vision. And then they've added 34-year-old Finnish winger Massey Mayamaki. Uh, he mainly played in his native Finland, but he's also had stints in the AHL, uh, the Swedish Alsvenskan and the Czech Leagues. And they've re-signed a core of Matt Myers, um, so he's there for his testimonial season, Stephen Dixon and Matt Pope. So they've got an, a nice mix there of a couple of new faces as well as um, some important key re-signings from last year. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. And then, yeah, and then jumping to Coventry, they've had a 27-year-old forward, Andrew Johnson. So he spent the last two years in France. He put up 99 points in 101 games and he's also played in Hungary. 
the AHL, ECHL, and he comes to Coventry on a university deal. So they've managed to law his services by um, um, putting him through a university package. And then going to uh, the Steelers, um, they've added 33-year-old Russian winger Nikolai Lemtyugov. So he's the first Russian to play for the Steelers in their history. Um, so he played wow. in Zagreb last year under coach Aaron Fox. Yep. Uh, he's got 388 KHL games to his name, uh, over 100 AHL games. And so he's really, you know, gifted offensively and can play quite a physical game too. So the first Russian in Steelers history is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. That is amazing. Uh, great player. Mm-hmm. Then. How, how did they get him? He, he, you know, he sounds like he could play hockey almost anywhere. Yeah, I um, I think he's had a couple of injuries in the past, so um, might have lost a bit I think of pace. He was holding but out, yeah, yeah. I think he was holding out for another KHL deal, mm. and um, in his talk with Aaron Fox and um, the interview that Fox has done, I believe he said um, to Lenti Hugo, he said, he said, um, you know, if you get a KHL deal, fair enough, but. Um, if nothing's on the table, KHL-wise, you know, we've got this deal and uh, yeah. we'd be more than happy to, give to have you. Give him lots of nice other, time. Yeah. yeah, I think there are a few other suitors uh, in the UK who are interested in him. However, because of his previous relationship with Fox in uh, Zagreb, where he also coached, I think that managed to seal the deal. And then they've also announced today, the Steelers, 28-year-old Canadian James Bettauer, uh, he's come over on a university deal too, so he signed a two-year deal, um, and he's had seven straight seasons in the German DEL. He can play both forward and D. Wow, and six foot two, so he's yeah, so he's really impressive signing. He's put up some good numbers in the DEL, which is obviously a top league in Germany. Yeah, and he's six foot two, so he had some size to that back end and the versatility of he can play forward or D. Yeah, amazing on the PK. Mm, absolutely, yeah, very versatile, and um, yeah, he's a right-sided shot as well. So um, you know, we'd be paired up with. We've got a couple of left-handed defensemen, a couple of lefty defensemen. Um, so um, so yeah, it certainly gives the sea with some options. Fantastic. And then <clears throat> finally, signing-wise, Nottingham have been pretty busy as well. So they've had had a defenseman, Danny Thick. He's a 27-year-old American, and he spent last season in Wheeling. Uh, in the ECHL and then Norway before that. So he's a Harvard graduate and he's also going to be studying at the University of Loughborough. And then they've also added 26-year-old American forward Sam Hare. So he spent his last four seasons in the AHL and uh, with the Ontario Reign and he's been playing in a defensive role but he's got quite a good offensive upside. Then finally, they've added Adam Deutsch who's a 24-year-old Swedish defenseman he spent last year in Zagreb too, um, and then he spent some time with Brynjas in the SHL, and he's also got some KHL and Al Svenskin experience. So overall, lots of interesting uh, signings around the Elite League, lots of familiar faces, but also a lot of interesting high-caliber new imports come to the league. So obviously that just goes shows that the league's going from strength to strength and attracting such a high-caliber player. Uh, Scott, going back to the um, winger, the Russian winger you got, uh, you guys got the Steelers. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering, is there like, is there a maximum amount of sem- semi-pro or pro experience you can have? Like he, you said, he has a hundred AHL games and three hundred eighty-eight KHL games. Is there a maximum in the elite league that you can have? 
No, no, there's uh, no maximum. The only restriction is around the number of imports, and the maximum number of imports now is 14 uh, imports currently in the Elite League. So 14 players who are non-UK uh, trained or UK-born players, um, UK-trained players, sorry. Um, so no restrictions in terms of number of games in various leagues. Um and yeah, it's just more around the restrictions of the number of imports that you can ice on any any night. So you can find twenty imports, but you could only ice fourteen on one given night, essentially. That's uh, that's that's awesome, and um, I love the uh, how you mentioned in there that a couple guys are here on uni deals, which you taught you explained to us on the on a previous episode. It's just such a smart thing to do, right? So. You can get them on uh, a two-year. I think you said uh, that Canadian guy's coming over on a two-year deal, um, in, during which time he gets two years of university as well. And it's just such a win-win and and such a smart way to get good players over here, especially guys mm, you know, uh, especially guys who know already that you know they're not going to make their fortunes in the NHL. Um, they've got a limited career, and uh, you know at um, uh, at this sort of le- elite level hockey. And are already thinking about their future beyond that. You know, it's just such a win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, um, for example, the university packages, most players study the MBA, which is the Masters in Business Administration, which I think is quite a highly sought qualification in North America. Definitely. So it's a two-year two-year deal, and um, it's a very expensive package. I've been told um, yeah. around thirty thousand pounds for the for the course over the two years. So with the sponsorship deals that the clubs have with their local universities, so Sheffield Steelers have got the University of Sheffield, yep. Nottingham have got the University of Loughborough, Coventry have got the University of Warwickshire. Um, and with the deals that they have um, to attract such a high caliber of player who might not necessarily normally look at the elite league as a, as a place, because it is one of the currently one of the lowest-paying leagues in Europe, and it's got one of the busiest schedules in terms of the number of games played throughout the season. So it's not the most attractive proposition to a lot of players coming to uh, to Europe. So they may overlook it, but with the university deals, it makes them sort of think twice. I think, well, actually, I get to play a pretty good standard of hockey. Yeah, I get to um, also do my studying and uh, prepare for life after hockey because, as we know, Hockey is a short career. You can get injured tomorrow, yep. and you've got to make your money whilst you can. Absolutely. Um, and if you can yeah, set, set so yourself up for life after uh, the, the sport, that's great too. And in fact, I'm sure loads of, of uh, athletes use an NBA somehow in sport, you know, as well. Um, loads of them will start up their own business and around, you know, mm-hmm. training or or whatever it might be. But an NBA just sort of sets you up, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, like we say a very very sought after, very respected qualification, and um, you know, fair play to um, yeah the clubs having those links, and uh, long may it continue to attract um, high caliber players to come to the UK. Um, so Scott, based on some of these signings that have happened uh, so far in, in the off season for the Elite League, who which team is making the biggest uh, push towards trying to make the championship this year? Yeah, is there somebody? I mean. You're you've got your finger on the pulse of this, and you've mentioned quite a few of these um, trades and deals and stuff. Is somebody yep. emerging as being a powerhouse here yet? It's, it's a tough one because your your big four, your, your Sheffield, Cardiff, Nottingham, 
um, Belfast. They'll they'll always be there and thereabouts due to um, the I guess I guess Support, the budgets really. that they yeah. have, um, and obviously you know they they've got the great arenas. They've got you know um, a, a big number of fans coming through the gates as well. So in terms of the, the financial strength, they're always going to be there and thereabouts because of the reputation and, and things like that. However, um, you know, someone like Guildford, they've got good financial backing behind them. I know we touched upon it last episode um, when I was on, and they've got really good financial backing, but they're playing out of a smaller ice rink than Guildford Spectrum, so it's, it's not a great facility in terms of um, in comparison to yeah. yeah, in comparison to the Sheffield Arena and and Motor Point Arena in Nottingham. However, you know they've got a great coach down there in um, in Paul Dixon. They've got great um, players, a great core, and a good fan base as well. So they're quietly assembling a good roster. And then awesome. you've got up in Glasgow, you've got former Steelers players Zach Fitzgerald, who's now the head coach of a Glasgow clan, and he's. Um, signed a couple of notable names who we mentioned a couple of episodes ago, so they're you know going to look um, a much improved side on on previous years. However, I you know you can't see past the likes of uh, Cardiff with their core of players they signed and some impressive new signings and Sheffield as well. I think Sheffield have been much improved on previous years, and you know they're going to improve on their sixth place finish hopefully by. Um, yeah, by improving on that with the, the quality of players they've signed. Awesome, awesome. Well, it is just heating up for a great year of hockey here in the UK. I, I literally can't wait. Um, we were thinking about how soon the uh, NHL kicks off. Um, when's first game for uh, for when, when's hockey start again? Yeah, for the uh, EHL. Um, so the preseason games um, tend to start around twenty uh, fourth of August. So. Um, so towards the end of August, a lot of teams tend to have uh, their sort of pre-season exhibition games. But then the league tends to get underway a couple of weeks later. So around the weekend of the um, 2nd, 3rd of September, around that time. So teams tend to get um, three or four exhibition games in. And then um, it tends to start off with a Challenge Cup, um, a few Challenge Cup fixtures, and then goes into the um, domestic elite league fixtures. In September. Yep, September. Yep. Cool. Uh, any other news around the UK, or is that is that sum up the uh, what's happening so at the moment? Um, it's it's fairly quiet. Um, yeah. I mean, there's been there's been a few um, signings in the NIHL. Um, the women's um, hockey leagues have been have been fairly quiet. Yeah. Um, but the I guess the the biggest news around the NIHL is the uh, new leads. Uh, Leeds team, the Leeds Chiefs, yeah. and they're playing at a, a new purpose-built arena, uh, which is a Planet Ice facility, uh, which is on Elland Road, so the same road as the uh, Leeds United football ground. Right. So hopefully that's going to be a good marketing move for them in terms of, you know, there's going to be football fans passing by, and yep. hopefully it might convince a few football fans to check out a hockey game. And, um, yeah, they've quietly assembled a good roster, um, and they've um, you know, they've got a guy called Sam Zajac as their head coach, who's um, got a few, quite a few uh, elite league seasons under his belt, and um, he's made some impressive signings um, so far as well. So they'll be competitive with the likes of uh, the Steel Dogs, uh, the Hall Pirates, and the Telford Tigers, who 
um, are always up there, there and thereabouts in the uh, NIHL. Fantastic, fantastic. That all reminds me to do our sort of quick shout out to the Bracknell Queen Bees who um, are we're posting on their social media recently saying that they're looking for players within that club at all levels. Um, so I wanted to make sure that we had a shout out for the Queen Bees who we love. And, uh, and also we should probably just put a straight up open call to anybody who wants to, uh, anybody within the UK who's uh, looking for players and it doesn't matter if you're, um, you know, what league you're in or a, even a beer league team or anything else. If you're looking for players uh, and you'd like us to mention you on a podcast, just drop us a, a message on one of the social media, Instagram or Twitter, you'll find us the easiest and uh, we quite happily uh, shout out your team and, and let people know that you're looking for players because I know it can be tough sometimes if you're facing a, a season and it looks like lots of people aren't returning uh, to, to get the word out that you're looking for players. So do drop us a line on that. Scott, uh, anything else? Uh, no, over the night it's fairly quiet, Shane. Cool, um, yeah, cool. it's all, all quiet in the elite. <laughs> well, that was loads of news anyway. So um, uh, we should probably uh, wrap up there. Um, what's that you're showing me? Oh, yeah. So this is, uh, Finn, Finn's just reminded me that this is actually our, uh, 25th podcast. Oh, sweet. That is a, a load of hours of, uh, us blabbering on about hockey. And so here's to, uh, uh squeeze, <laughs> squeezing in another 25 in the upcoming season as well. Scott, so cool. great to have you on, mate. Thank you for coming. And, uh, and we look forward to having you on uh, again the next episode. Every episode, it sort of feels like we're getting ready to, uh, for another season of hockey. So thanks so much for uh, giving us a roundup on the UK scene. No, my pleasure. And, um, and a thank you to those, uh, those listeners who've uh, stuck around for the 25 episodes. We, uh, we admire you, and uh, you must be crazy in equal measure to, uh, <laughs> to listen to us three uh, blubber on. But um, no, thank you for all the support to the listeners. And uh, yeah, like you say, here's to another 25, guys. Awesome, Scott. Have a great week, and, uh, and we'll speak to you on the next episode. Sounds good. You too. Take care, guys. Okay, cheers. Always so great to have Scott on the show. Uh, he's just so tapped into the uh, UK scene and whatnot. So we've covered a million miles in the episode so far tonight. A uh, real overview of um, the NHL trades all over this place. Yeah. And that was a really great update on uh, on the UK scene. So brilliant. What's left? <coughs> Sorry. Uh, we have our NHL awards, or our Leafs, oh, yeah. Leafs awards, okay. whatever you want to call it. Yep. So, as I said, we have four genuine categories, like some that we'll actually give a really good reason for. Yeah. And then I know that we've also thought of some kind of funny ones, which you can introduce, because I know you're a funny guy like that. Funny guy, thanks. Kawhi, hashtag fun guy. Um, um, <laughs> that's actually your name. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll break it up a bit. So we'll start off with a serious one. Like, uh, what do you call that? Fill it with, fill the space with a nice funny one. We'll call those Finn ones. Finn ones are the best ones. And I'll do the Shane ones. And what we're going to alternate. Yeah, so we like, because okay. I've got four yeah, yeah. of mine, and then okay. we'll like space it with yours. Yep, yep. Okay, so first off, Leafs most valuable player this season. Oh God! And I've people, people listening, I, I, this for the first time. We're usually pretty coordinated on this, but these are the first time I've heard these ones, so I got to try and decide on the fly. Most valuable player. So you have someone in your mind already? Yeah. Okay. Leafs most valuable player from the twenty eighteen twenty nineteen season. Yes. I am going to say. Ron Hainsey. No. <laughs> yes. Marlo. Marlo. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm teasing. 
Although I love those guys, but they've both been traded away. I'm trying to think of someone who's still with us. Uh, Leafs most valuable player, 2018-2019, Mr. Frederick Anderson. Oh, he took mine there. But yes. Did I? Yes, I was going to say Freddie because... I'm Without s- Freddie, we wouldn't be the team that we are. At the Especially moment. with we the, def- even the defense be in we had. Contention. The defense yeah, with the defense had. this year. With the defense this year, he won't have to work as hard. Yeah. Obviously, he's the Danish wall. Yeah, yeah. So he'll still be amazing. But he'll actually have someone else uh, trying to keep people yeah. from shooting. <laughs> Other than Morgan Riley and Muzzin. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes right. Dermot on a good day. And Gardner, Gardner if he turns up. Not putting his own net. What? Joking. So, that's our MVP. So we both p- chose the same one. I can choose another guy if you want. No, no, oh, no. I think that was my prime guy. Because yeah, no, every, everyone's thinking like, oh, that's solid. Matthews or Marner. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going deep and I'm going for my guy, Freddie. Yeah. He is really good. For sure. We're lucky to have him. Okay. You want to come up with one of yours once? And he gets better over here, by the way. Yes, he does. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So I'll do one of mine. Okay. So you did MVP. Yes. I'm going to go best flow. Okay. So the best hair on the Maple Leafs roster, 2018-2019. They, they, they don't have to be still be in the team then, right? No. Nope. Just the last season? Yeah. Okay. So you go first. That's your question. You no, go first. You, you just made me go first, dude. T- sure. Okay. Uh, Tyler Ennis. Okay. Uh, 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 he just had like, you could see it out the back of his helmet, you know, just like down back. I'm going at the uh, bottom. I'm going, going for the um, ever versatile party one moment business the next Willie Nee. Willie Nee, yes. Because he went from flow to no flow. He went from flow to the hair I literally have now. He went from flow to the haircut you get when you're an altar boy in church. No. Mm, I don't think so. No? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Versatile flow though. That dude sported <laughs> two. He sported two hairdos in one season. No, he sported he sported two two hairdos in literally the space of a week. Yeah, because he came back to the Leafs like conference with that mad oh. with the oh, super yeah. long hair. Because I got a picture of that. Because yeah. I thought it was. And like, then when he sick. signed, it's all about the business. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, he had the sh- no. yeah, actually the exact same haircut you've got now. Yeah. But not Alter Boy. Cause what do they call that? The Jackass or whatever? No, I don't know. Mitchie, Mitchie and Austin have the same it's one too. Well, do they? Yeah. Check you out with the team haircut. Yeah. Just hashtag Leafs. Uh-huh. I don't have a Stanley Cup in the back of mine. No. Dog guy. Love you. Um. Okay. I'll go back to my one. All right. Okay. One of mine. The biggest breakthrough player. Biggest breakthrough. So and, and so, so just to qualify that, you mean... Breakthrough in his own career or breakthrough on the Leafs? It can be either. You can choose. I don't mind. Because it's, it's not like I'm saying rookie who has just come onto the team and is okay. mad. That's basically I'm, what I was asking. I'm saying a guy that's basically come onto the team and just Suddenly, been yeah, good. Has come good or whatever. Yeah. I've right. got mine as well. Oh, you've got yours already. Yeah. Of course you did because you made the questions up. No, I just thought of it now. Oh. Literally, <laughs> I'm uh, just thinking. Let me think here. That could be um, Morgan Riley. You think? Actually, no. Yeah, you're right because last couple seasons he was good, but not super good. And then this year he's like on fire, top forty. Yeah, like in the whole league. And everybody's like, "Why the hell is he not at the All Star game and uh, and all that business?" Hashtag because snubbed. he was badass. Vote Mo. Hashtag. He turned up yeah. big style. 
I swear. Who do? Who were you thinking before that though? Muzzin. Oh yeah. I was gonna go Jake Muzzin because yeah. he 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 was on the Kings. Yeah. Kings are awful. He didn't play very well on a team that wasn't very good. Yeah. Granted, he he comes to the Leafs, right? Hometown team. Yeah. Uh, Leafs big, which is a big rostered team, very very good, very skilled. However, he got put on a, on a line with Zaitsev. Yeah. Who, as we all know, was not the best player. Oh yeah, no, not great. But he he properly helped Zaitsev. He like taught, like showed him where to go, kind of thing. Yeah. Led him in a way. Well, yeah, just a bit and, of leadership. And uh, Muzzin also hits people as if he's trying to squish them as a like a pancake <laughs> against the board. Yeah. He's a big like hitter. Pasternak just like sh- like high sticks him, cuts his nose, goes and kills Marshan because you know that's what he does. Yeah, sure, for sure. Okay, cool. So yeah, I got Muzzin. You got Mark Riley. Yeah. Okay, who do you want to go for? What do you want to go for? Uh, so you've so far you've done MVP and then you you've did done the flow and then, then the best breakout oh, I player. I did best breakthrough. So I got to follow that up with crappiest playoff beard. <laughs> yes. Um, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure it's going to be between two players. Whoever you say, I can guarantee I'm going to say the other. Oh, I'll probably say. I'll probably this this say the guy that's all on everyone's mind, including yeah. his family's, because his family mocked him as well. Mitchell Marner. Yeah, Mitchell had the worst playoff. Beard. <laughs> he can't grow facial hair. I mean, you've got to be. I'm. It's such a tradition to to obviously let your facial hair grow for the playoffs and everything else. I mean, it's just the done thing. But there's got to be a judgment call where you think I look like an idiot. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to break with tradition here. But he's followed fairly closely by the likes of uh, William Nylander and Matthews. No, I like Matthews. Matthews was... Really? It was good when they got later into the rounds. Uh, like, when it was just stubble, it looked know. so bad. I but then it, it... I don't know. But this is what you get from having a young team, right? It got, it got pro- pro- progressively better, if you know what I mean, yeah, through I the do. series. I do. Yeah. Like, okay. it was a bit stubbly and looked odd. And then it Honorary like mention like to that. Muzzin, though, for not having a crap beard, having a badass beard. The best. The best. Almost as good as one. Thornton. Thornton or Burns. Or <laughs> oh, Burns. Like yeah, of course. Pretty mad that. Uh, Thornton, though, had a big old chunk yanked out by Naz. Remember that? Yeah. You know you know, he had to shave it after that, right? That's crazy. He had to shave that, that whole mad thing. Uh, totally madness. It took him a whole season to All right. back. What else you got? What, what, is this your last one? I've got two more. Okay, go Because I know you have one more after this. Uh, do I? Uh, I don't did you say you say uh, I, have no, two, I, I combined, combined my two beard oh did you combine your two okay alright so I've got two more still then okay so I've got rookie of the year rookie of the year yes but for the Leafs uh, called the trophy but for the Leafs do you know who was a rookie this year uh, I certainly do I know who I'm gonna go for rookie of the year this year I'm trying to think because there were I'm, I don't know how so you will have thought of everybody but of all those call-ups and whatnot, are you talking about those guys too? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna defer to you on this one. Who are you thinking? So I've got one for you. Go on. Because oh, you're gonna give me an answer. I'll give you in an addition answer. to your own answer. Because I'll, because I want to tell what you, a generous guy. When I tell you, you'll, you'll have justification for why I would have yeah, picked him. Hey, you guess what, him. Shane? I, I made up a question, and I've got an answer for both you and me. I just once again I just thought of it. I okay. forgot who I thought of uh, ages no. ago. I didn't write it down. All right, go on, say it before okay. you forget. So for for you, <laughs> okay. Um, so this guy was nominated for the Calder Trophy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came around 11th. Go on in the voting. Yeah, Andreas Janssen. Oh yeah, okay, I win. Thank you. Moving on. 
Okay. No, who's For your, you, Andreas oh, Janssen. Who's your answer? I mean, oh, your other answer. Me? Who, oh, me? Oh, yeah. it's you. Oh, it's me. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. just me. I, I mean, I'm pretty mad. Number 76, Finray. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, one day, one day. Okay, uh, who no, you got? My, my rookie of the year, uh, Trevor Moore. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought he was, when he when he played, I thought he was pretty, he was good. Yeah. Good player. Good full-time player. Yep. Could be on the third line this year, potentially. Yeah. And I think that he he's gonna be a, a yeah he was a very good player this season. Yep. Remember when he came and he just like stormed up the wing and just like skated like around everyone and just yeah, came back yeah, and scored. I do remember that? We we scored like one goal that game and it was that mad goal at the start. Dude, like, solid. Dude, solid. I think he can be a good player and I think he played really well this season. Me too. Me too. Good so what, choice. What's your justification for Janssen or? Uh, my son told me to choose that. That's fair enough. I okay, mean, Janssen. Fast <laughs> Um, last one. Yep. Most underrated player. So they're good, but they're not. They're under the radar. If you know what so I mean. also number seventy six. This one, Shane Ray. Oh yeah, guy's under the radar. He's an absolute sniper. If you to- can total as, uh, legend. Yeah, as long as he's a center and he shoots from the blue line with a clapper, yeah. it, you will hit the net. As long as no one's anywhere near uh, that clapper, it might go in. <laughs> no, I watched you in a game. And he shot from the blue line, just skate like a Gritsky thing, like pretty much going for a line change. Took a clapper from the blue line, and it went literally top corner. And the goalie got it with like the like it, not his not even his elbow, like the tip of his glove. He didn't even know where it was. He just saw it at the last seconds, went like that, and it's like. I thought, you were say, I thought you were going to say it was such a weak slap shot that he was actually sitting down when, <laughs> I, when I released it and he was still able to stand up. He was sitting it. He was sitting down and <clears throat> somehow rebounded off the goalie and went in your own goal. Oh, man. Imagine. <laughs> okay. None of that happened. No. Um, right. Seriously. Uh, so what was, the, what was the question Sorry. again? Most underrated player. Oh, most underrated So under player. the radar, uh, someone uh, okay. that's good but obviously... Uh, hasn't been yeah. talked about much. Hmm. Let me think. Most underrated player. Uh, well, Ron Hainsey. Of course you'd say that. Yep, Ron Hainsey. You like him? I just thought he was amazing. And uh, and I talk, I've talked about him <laughs> every episode. You I, know won't, I won't go on about it, but he did not ever get the kudos that he deserved. And we traded him too soon because he still had at least another season in him. Did you know that every single defenseman that you've ever liked... Everyone on the Dangle podcast hates it. Yeah, I don't care about that. Oh, I do like those guys. Um, yeah. Jesse, Adam, and uh, Steve. But um, Pollock and Hainsey, both, they both didn't like. I know, I loved Pollock. You loved, I know for a fact you loved Pollock more like than Hainsey. I those guys. I like the, st- the, the elder statesman. And it's probably because I'm an older hockey player myself. So are you Muzzin guy now? Uh, how old's Muzzin? Do you know? You don't like even know. 30s, I think, maybe. Well, that's not old, mate. NHL standards. Come on. Do you know what? What I really liked when um, Cliffy was on a minute ago is he was talking about quite Guys the team like was quite happily yeah. tra- that they quite happily acquired a dude who was thirty four or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's like yes. Anyway, thirty three Russian. Uh, you tell me. So my one. Yeah, go on. So I'm in between a couple people. Okay, you get one. Okay, no, no, you can choose. No, well, you can't change no, the no, rules no, no, now. No. You can choose. I'm saying position. Uh, well, it's, come on. Do you anyway, want, do spit you it out. Defensive forward. Uh, well, you didn't say that before. No, no, do you, no. I've got two. I'm asking you to help me decide. Okay, defensive you forward. go forward because I chose a defenseman. Okay, so forward. Yeah. He's gone. Now I have to guess who it is. No, no, no. I'm saying he's gone. You know, uh, suspenseful. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I believe. Oh no, 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 he's not gone. Sorry. What am I on about? No. I don't know. 
<laughs> wrong line. Uh, no, uh, Hyman. Oh, yeah. Being on a line with uh, Tavares and Marner. You stand in their shadow a bit, don't you? But he's still sick. He is still sick. Scoring those big, fat, empty net Zachary goals Zachary well. Hyman. Great guy. Played played uh, played in the playoffs with... uh Was was his the shoulder or the ACL? Oh. Oh, his was the ACL, wasn't it? Was it? I remember him getting hit and he was limping. Did and he then the ankle? No, he broke... ACL's in the knee, Did he have the it? broken ankle? No. He used the, he's the ACL. He's had surgery. He's oh, not yeah. going okay. to be in for the start of the season. Um... But no. Yeah, great player, solid player, well liked too because he's in every picture. Every time you see those guys together, Marner and and Matthews and all those guys, he's like right in the thick of that. He just got married, didn't he? Yeah, did he? Yeah. Oh, congratulations! Recently, congrats, Hyman. Yep. Um, and do you see? Have you seen the um advert with him and Janssen in it? No, you haven't. For what the video game? Uh, uh video, it's like video game stereotypes, and then it's like a company. Like it's, a, it's obviously hilarious. Every yeah. any. NHL player advert is hilarious, like yeah, always. Yeah. Like um, there was one. Because they're terrible. Oh, they're just terrible, but funny at the same time, you know. Yeah. Like there was there was one with Tavares when he first signed, and he was like he was like going around all all around the rink. There was two there were two adverts. One of them where he was going all around the rink for trying to find his lucky Toronto Maple Leafs tally at his had as a kid. Yeah. And it's like a like a kind of like a skit kind of thing that he was yeah. going all, like, all around. And then the other one was like he like he was like making a joke that he lives at he lives at the rink. He's such a great player. He lives at the rink. Yeah. And the whole thing ends with the Zamboni going around a bed in the middle of the ice, yeah, like yeah, right yeah. center ice. That's like sleeping in his hockey. No, it's in. Uh, so the, his hockey gear is like pajamas. You know the yeah. trademark. Yeah, yeah. John Tavares to, uh, pajamas. Cool. Just hilarious. Right. Listen, yeah. we are coming up to near an hour and a half. That's, that's we should that's pack good. it in. This has been a great episode, though. Yeah, I'm loving this. This is so much fun at the moment. Me too, and we're back to doing them fairly regularly, even though we said we were going to take some time off in the summer. We'll probably from um, no, we 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 said we we say obviously once in a while, but we're doing it slightly more regularly recently because of the whole free agent frenzy. Yeah, if there's stuff happening, we're on it. Yeah, if there's something something happens, we'll do like a little short one and if we want to round something up or uh, if we find something so big we can talk about for a whole big podcast. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that too. Okay, just follow us on social media and you find out. Let's get going. Um, we'll do a couple of the old traditional shout-outs at the end of the show. Yeah, uh, sure. We mentioned the Queen Bees earlier. Don't forget they're looking for players. Um, and don't forget if you are a team anywhere in the UK and you're looking for players, just drop us a note on social media and we'll let everybody know that you're looking for players. Um, where do we start? Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, you want me to go? Yeah, you go. Sports Green. Yeah, I was thinking that. Uh, yeah, they're great. Great guys. Great, uh, great training device. This is the perfect season for it as well. Yeah, I've been using it. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. So we have a full-size goal kicking around here, which we use in the back garden and uh, the backyard. And um, and then uh, the, our main practice place is on the, on the driveway. And uh, the sports screen sits nicely in front of our uh, garage door and keeps it from getting pounded apart by pucks perfect for uh practicing um hockey but also good for baseball and lacrosse last i checked uh and a great bunch of people really great people based in ontario canada i think kitchener waterloo area um which reminds us of bionic skate blades best blades in the world both finn and i use them and they are making their way into the uk now um i've seen a few uh, sets of them about you know, after a whole season, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna treat, m- treat myself and get them properly sharpened. Uh, <laughs> I've got a whole <laughs> season. I think you're gonna have to have new skates this year, so it'll, uh, well, it'll be a whole new setup. 
but yeah. um, but I'm pretty sure the Bionic skate blades are being carried by two shops we love here. One called uh, Atl- um, Puck Stop, Puck Stop in Sheffield, and the other one local to All Star Hockey, All Star All Star Sports. It's sourced in uh, in Swindon. Uh, other than that, we've got Crosscheck Clothing again. Yes. just fantastic people. Um, who we met actually at the uh, GB game. GB v Dina Mariga. F- it was fantastic night in Coventry. Uh, Coventry. Uh, and um, Beer League Republic. Yes. My, probably my favorite, uh, you know, outlaw hockey brand, which is really cool. They're great. Yes. Uh, thanks as always to the True guys for giving us all the gear and, uh, and for the love. And uh, Sherwood guys too, who kicked down a bunch of stuff for us. Uh, yep. Anyway, blah 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 blah. We should get going. Okay. Thanks everybody for listening. Do check us out on social media, and uh, you know if you the easiest way to st- um, to stay in touch with when the next episode comes out, especially in the off season when we're doing them sort of not on a on a bit of a weird schedule, is just um, suscri- subscribe to the podcast, and then it'll pop up in your phone as soon as <coughs> anyone comes out. And when anyone comes out. Yeah. Oh. Don't forget, uh, check out Lawrence Ebert on Instagram. Oh yeah, Lawrence Ebert. Yeah, the guy that made our theme song. We love that dude. And uh, what he's legend? Such a good guy. Check him out. Right, we're out of here. Okay. See you next time. See ya. Is the best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good old.